0: How's it going, everybody? It's Thursday night, 8 p.m. You know what that means. It's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, and we got stuff to get into this week, including Seth Rollins being a fighting champion, Danielson and Okada being the dream match of all dream matches, and other stuff, including CM Punk in the main event of Collision, its official all kinds of stuff happening in wrestling this week. And we're going to talk about all of it tonight. Stay with us, folks. Your big old belt wrestling podcast starts right now. Buddy, It's another Thursday night, and you know that means it's time for your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. You got a two-man power trip tonight, because it seems most of the crew is busy with other things. We're getting into summertime, and things start happening. But I am here. Will is here. Jamal is here on the yep. other side of the screen. We're going to tag team this thing and talk about some wrestling for hopefully the next hour. We may fall a little bit short tonight, but we'll see what happens because there's always something happening in wrestling. And we are here to break it all down with Hugh. So thanks for tuning in. And it has been, I don't know, I wouldn't say a newsworthy week because we were just talking before we went on the air that it's kind of we're in between shows right now. Big shows coming up at the end of the month a big premiere show happening in about a week or so, but we're in a kind of lull at the moment. So we're starting the summer. Things are beginning to heat up. And one of the big talking points I've seen all week is, uh, Seth Rollins and his new world heavyweight championship that WWE is trying to get off the ground. They are, a uh, Pushing the hell out of this thing. We had his first title defense this week on Raw, which they made a very big deal about with the idea that the title is that the WWE Championship hasn't defend, been defended on Raw you know, proper for like years now, apparently. So this was like a big deal. He's going to have the title on raw the week after he won it and have a title defense right away. Took on Damian priest in the main event. They're already teasing a possible another title match next week with a Braun breaker from NXT, throwing his hat in the ring. I'm curious there to see if that ends up happening on Tuesday as maybe a uh, little gimmick to get people to watch NXT, but the main messaging going on this whole week since he's won this belt is the idea that Seth Rollins is going to be a fighting champion. Seth Rollins is going to have this belt around all the time. He's going to defend it. He's going to make a big deal about it. And it's going to be the, you know, the working man's championship, this new world heavyweight title that they've introduced. And in all of his promos, all of his interviews he's doing with media, he's focusing on that and making the big deal about, you know, we this belt's going to be around, this isn't what Roman Reigns is doing, and they're really harping on that contrast for this new belt. And it got me thinking, Haven't seen, you know, this ain't the first time we've had a champion that hasn't been around all the time, but the difference here is, you know, they're making this into a storyline that Seth Rollins is going to be the fighting champion. But in my head, I'm kind of like, Does it actually matter in 2023 if Seth Rollins is the fighting champion? Considering this past Friday on SmackDown, the closing segment with the bloodline did like the biggest rating in like years, almost 3 million darn viewers. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that Roman Reigns now isn't just the champion, but he's presented as like almost a special event because he's not always around. So when he does show up, it's a big deal. But on the flip side, we're going to have Mr. Fighting Champion showing up week after week and I don't know. So, to kick this off, Jamal, does being a fighting champion matter in 2023 wrestling and modern wrestling? Is that is that really something to does that, is that something you can sink your teeth into?
1: Well, uh, to me, no with a but. And and the but is it it obviously depends on how it's booked. It would be different if this were, you know, other sports where uh, you're, you know, the NBA champion defends the NBA title every single game that they play. Right. And there's going to be, you know, 75 different champions uh, throughout the year. That's not how it works. And wrestling, you are booked the way you're booked and the crowd responds or they don't, and then they have to pivot based on that. So it's an, it's a ebb and flow between giving the crowd what they want and giving the crowd what they need. Now, Does a fighting champion matter to me? Not really, because not everybody can be champion. And there are some people that fit what I want to see and the style that I want to see in in the company that will never be champion because that's not what their gimmick allows them to be. Very true. So there are very few that break that mold of high B-plus player into the upper echelon, into championship territory. Uh, Daniel Bryan was that guy once. Orange Cassidy is that guy now. And now it's kind of like, well, they they are few and far in between where they have a gimmick that will allow them to supersede them being um, a bit player. So if you're watching wrestling from that perspective, it's not necessarily – I'm not watching for – I watch wrestling like I watch AAA baseball. It's to see people – do well not necessarily to see them do you know to win uh, the matches they're supposed to win or i'm rooting for this guy in particular i want both people to do well to to grow as a talent uh versus just going out there and winning so it's not about the wins and losses it's not about the championship climb it's not about the big payoff of the pay-per-view it's more like how does the story come together as a whole with everyone involved um It's the same way I watch movies. I watch movies and I appreciate the score, the cinematography, the directing, the editing, the sound design. And yes, the acting. Sure. But all of those things that make a movie matter and all of those things that makes a wrestling program uh, matter. So it's not just a guy saying that I have the belt now. I'm a fighting champion. So you're going to respect me. Well, okay, if that's what you want to tell yourself. On the other hand, if you are into into the kayfabe uh, side of it, then well, yeah, it is sports entertainment, and champions are winners. Um, that's why heel champions are usually you know chicken shit losers. So, yeah, uh, it, it's easier to be a heel, arguably, because you don't have to do much to get people to hate you, and you and you arguably work less. Uh, you know, Roman isn't exactly. Roman's on the Brock schedule. Absolutely. And, yeah, exactly. He definitely is now. And I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it, but he's definitely on the Brock schedule now. And Brock didn't invent the Brock schedule either because Brock was on the Rock schedule. So,
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: You know, that is, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and Roman's at that point in his career, before he bows out officially, um, where this is the move for him to make. Seth Rollins is right behind Roman Reigns. So before he gets into the into that Brock territory, to that Randy Orton territory, to that Edge territory, where uh, less is more, uh, this may be the last, not the last hurrah, because I think Rollins has, he, he will go as long as he wants to, injuries notwithstanding. But I do think that him being a fighting champion, uh, will that elevate the belt? No, not by itself. He needs to put, he needs to have adequate dance partners that will help elevate the belt as well. His wins need to mean something because nobody wants to see him go hundred and 0 in his next matches. We want to see him. We want to see the struggle that proves that he's a fighting champion because, because Roman did the same thing. He hasn't been beaten in two years or something like that. He's done exactly what you're supposed to do as a champion. So why is he a heel? Like he did it. He won and continuously wins. Why don't you like him for it? But that—that's what it is. So, you know, it, it is, it, and that's where the kayfabe comes into it. So, I, it's a long story short. I think that it doesn't necessarily matter to me, but I think that, that if the story is told correctly, um, yes, a fighting champion can absolutely add prestige to a belt uh, because nobody's going to remember every single individual match, but we will remember the bullet point moments that make a person's career. And I hope that Rollins is giving the dance partners to do those things. Will yeah, he?
0: I, that's After. where I think this gets interesting. That's where I think this gets interesting because I think there's there's sides to this. On the plus side, the idea of the fighting champion I think is important right now because there's a brand new belt. It's something they're trying to get off the ground, you know, with no like history or real big storyline to it. Reason other than you know, well, we need a belt because Roman Reigns ain't around. So. The belt was created on shaky ground to begin with. So the idea of having him around with it, visible, putting on matches with it is great. That that part, I get what they're trying to go for. I don't think they need to have him focusing so much on the contrast of, well, I'm doing this because Roman Reigns isn't here. Dude, he's on the other show doing his own thing with his family. That That's immaterial. I think the focus should just be on you're having matches You're trying to put the focus and the spotlight on this new belt and make this belt into something. I don't think you need to bring Roman Reigns into it to do that. The key part's going to be what you were just saying. It's not just about having 100 matches, a match every week. He needs to have memorable moments that become a thing that you associate with this new world heavyweight title and with his title run. So we're just starting now. We had Damian Priest. They're teasing Finn Balor as another possible opponent. We got Braun Breaker throwing his head in the ring. So we got like, we have our first couple challengers here getting in the mix, but it's really going to come down to Seth's got to have some memorable performances with these people. He's got to have like his WrestleMania moment he had with um Logan Paul. Stuff like that. He's got to have like you know something that can be turned into a clip. You know, things that are going to be like, you know, they're replayable moments of like, This is Seth Rollins, world heavyweight champion. And that's what they got to hopefully stumble into this summer. So the way I look at it is like we have the months ahead of him doing this. And hopefully some stuff's going to click. How and with who, I'm not
1: sure. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that it's premature to say that someone will be uh, a fighting champion and that inherently means something? For example, I just said that we don't want to see Rollins win a hundred times in a row. Right. But he, that he would be a fighting champion then, but that's boring. So, what? So for him to be the fighting champion that he would like to be, do you think that it's premature? there's a bit of arrogance in that statement, considering that well, I'm going to be a fighting champion. Well, what if you lose?
0: Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> you
1: know, I mean, you that, lose that,
0: belt that, next week. I say, like, okay, yeah, you fought yeah. both weeks, but <laughs> you had two matches. And it's done.
1: Right. So it is kind of like the I think that that he that's a statement like that kind of gets ahead of the uh, the uh, the cart before the horse a bit. Yeah, because we don't get to decide whether or not you're a fighting champion. And that's memorable um, in the sense of what the spirit of that phrase means, because everyone that is a champion is a fighting champion. They just do it more or less than others based on their personality. So it's not like somebody has the belt and says, like, no, I will not work. I'm keeping this belt. You'll bury me with it. And granted, you know, some have tried, but it's it's still more to the point of like chicken shit heel. I'm going to be a fighting champion and defend it, blah, blah, blah. Well, so not only are you saying that you're going to defend the belt, but you obviously are planning to keep it because you who who else would you, who would you uh lose to? So there's that. And then on the other side of that is like, so what? So what if you are? Uh, it doesn't really matter if these things are meaningful. meaningful. And so, for, and 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 Rollins is Rollins, and you know people either love him or hate him. But it doesn't matter if he doesn't have the dance partner. So now the question is, can WWE back him up, back Rollins up, by giving him the support that he needs to make himself look good as a fighting champion? who do they have of interest that would carry Rollins through the summer? Um, And when I, and when I hear fighting champion, I don't mean uh, one match in a month, one match in two months, you know, on a six month long program. Not monster
0: of the week shit where it's just like random people getting cycled through every darn week. Yeah,
1: exactly. So do they have the clientele to like John Cena's open challenge, uh, you know, comes to mind as a fighting champion. Uh, You know, who are they going to bring in? Who are they going to have? To prop him up for the next three months till SummerSlam Survivor Series or whatever, that's going to give him what he needs to make himself look good as champion. I'm not saying it's not possible. That's the direction they're going to go with, and they're going to go with it because they they believe they can do it. But I'm just not convinced that that's a given. That that's going to mean anything when you say that I'm going to, you know, be this hurrah uh, fighting champion for the people. <laughs> Okay.
0: Yeah, it's definitely kind of odd to say it out of the gate before you've actually done anything. You know, There's right. no, there's no proof of concept yet. Now, on the flip side of that, a name you mentioned earlier, who is kind of doing the fighting champion deal, and kind of getting recognized for it, but wasn't playing it up, as that? If I look over at AEW, Orange Cassidy has been kind of been doing that for the past couple months with the run he's been on. Where just he's having, he's having regular matches. On dynamite or on rampage, and they're standing out. They're pretty much across the board, usually pretty solid, good matches. They're given time, and as far as like you know, just consistent, consistently delivering good stuff. Orange Cassidy's been kind of on a hell of a little fighting champion run over there with without a, the with constant the reminder.
1: Hey, exactly, I'm good, and this is your reminder that I'm good because I'm going to wrestle for you. It, it sounds like a dick move. It sounds like a Chad Gable type of a thing. Yeah, uh, you know, insincere. That, like, insincere <laughs> type of a deal. Um, you, Bo Dallas comes to mind, where you're that type of a gimmick. And and obviously, that's not what Rollins go for. I'm, I'm taking this in a completely different direction. But it still has a twinge of that Bo Dallas, who is the best John Cena um, I've ever seen. It, 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 and, like, you, it doesn't make – you don't make the belt. The belt doesn't necessarily make you. Both of you have to get, uh, grow together, and that's that's part of that's really what it comes down to. Because as we've discussed over the past few weeks, we're already writing it off as a paper championship. It doesn't it a consolation prize. Uh, you could have given him a stuffed animal and it would hold the same weight. Well, I'm going to be a fighting champion. Well, so what? We already don't believe in the belt anyway. Why should we believe in you? If they grow together, then these arguments will become less so. Do you think that this uh, this statement is a result to the immediate knee jerk uh, uh, overaction, overreaction from the Internet in that this is the not you're not Roman consolation prize? Well, then now Rollins has to come out there and dignify the belt by saying I'm going to defend it and I'm good and you're welcome.
0: Yeah, I I I can definitely see in a way where it's an easy response to make to the folks saying that who are also a lot of the same folks who are jumping on well, Roman's not around. He doesn't defend the title or he's been champion for, you know, a thousand days, but he's only defended it twenty seven times. And it's like hello kayfabe it's it's this say this right. ain't the fucking nba it's a story it is what it is <laughs> you know yeah like i i as i think some of these folks think that like roman's holding up the wwe when it's like hello he has the schedule he has because they let him have the schedule that he has he's in that position because he is like you mentioned earlier yeah. the rock before him john cena at the end of his run if you're a star you're gonna get allowances. It is what it is. So that's nothing new. That's nothing unique to him. You know, the Brock Lesnar schedule or whatever.
1: It is what it is. I think that people legitimately think that Roman Reigns is Doctor Doom and he lives on a tiny island in the middle of nowhere (laughs) in the Pacific Islands and it's him, uh, the Usos, you know, Trinity and like Ah, uh, these massive palaces. His, you know, his
0: five kids running around. <laughs> yeah, they're just you
1: know, running around, you know, doing things. There's just one airport, and Rikishi is the pilot on the island, and he and Roman is the tribal chief. It all goes there. You that. go. <laughs> oh my I, god. Yeah, uh, but no, but I, I just think that it's it, it's an interesting concept to, to kind of get out of the gate, and you know, now that we talk about it more, it does seem like an immediate response to the immediate knee jerk reaction uh, to the belt itself. Yeah. As being a consolation prize for not being Roman. And that's also like, why would you bring him up? As you said, like, Roman's busy. And also, he is the champion of the universe. So, so what? It doesn't matter to me as champion of the intergalactic champion, basically. Right. Let's not forget that. That's <laughs> right, exactly right. what that means. Roman Reigns is the champion of the cosmos, and you're just, you're the heavyweight champion, and you're barely 225. Why? That's not an apples to apples comparison. You know, so it's a um, Roman Reigns has intergalactic, um, you know, titles to win, uh, versus Demar Lars on Planet Nebo. Seth Rollins is about to go into a program with Austin Theory. We, it's not the same thing, so it's it's an interesting point for him to bring up that he's not going to be the champion. The Roman is, is that foreshadowing? Does that sprinkle the seed? Because again, the first thing we said is why does this belt exist, and then of course. Roman Reigns, intergalactic champion that he is, got his two belts reduced into one, uh, you know, belt formed by the Tesseract itself.
0: (laughs) The golden championship. (laughs) The golden championship.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, bestowed upon him from the Beyonder. Why? um, Now that we have these two things, are we sprinkling the very early seeds? And this sounds dumb. It sounds dumb to think of it. Are we, how early is it? Is it too early to talk about unification?
0: No, uh, no, I'm sure there are already people that have this mapped out for next year's WrestleMania. That this will go the whole year. And then hell, you may have Seth hold it all, you know, go the whole way to WrestleMania, run through the raw roster. And then all that's left is the golden championship on SmackDown. And then uh, people lose their minds over that. Cause all poor Cody Rhodes ain't in the picture. then. <laughs> who knows? Who I, I, I don't know. My, knows? my thinking is if they're just introducing this belt, I do not want to see a scenario where one year from now WrestleMania, we're already doing another unification. It's just, no, keep these things separate. If you're bringing a new belt into the picture, let it exist in its own thing. And that's why I'm so on like, quit mentioning Roman and focus on making this into something. Instead of this whole, like, you know, I got to keep bringing up the contrast that the other champions not here, but I'm here every Monday. So it's like, dude, you ain't going to do anything about that. And, and, the hell, hell, the- and hell, of course, the the thing is, I'll jump in real quick. If he had that schedule, he'd be doing the same thing. <laughs> so it's that amazing that we winning. hear
1: that same thing every seven or eight years where a, a, a player's on his way out. And he goes, uh, you know, I've been here since day one, holding it down for the people, by the people. <laughs> I also have a new movie coming out, so you're going to see me a lot less. <laughs> uh, Cena said it to The Rock. Roman said it to Cena. Who's going to say it to Roman?
0: Yep. And that's... Got Seth, got Seth doing it right now, and then hell, right. while well, never mind that he had to fly back from uh, Saudi real quick to film Captain America. So he's already dipping his toes in the same damn circles. It's like... Exactly. exactly. anyone can get those deals, they're going to get them. But and to be a... honest
1: with you, the only person that could do that and talk shit is The Miz.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the, well, it fits at least for the Miz to do it. You know, it fits his whole character.
1: Exactly. I 100% yeah, it, agree. Uh, the uh, Marine 18, my... you know, it's, it's got to be going the way soon.
0: <laughs> that, and of course, a new season of Miz and Mrs., I'm sure is about to drop any damn second now. Uh, USA pretty much every summer brings that out. So got to keep him on the Raw brand as long as that show is running. He ain't never going to be a SmackDown guy because they got to keep that crossover with the reality show. All right. I think we've done the world heavyweight title and does being a fighting champion matter. I think we could, we weighed in on that. So let's, let's switch it up to another topic that's going around. Cause of course we are on the road to forbidden door. We're on the road to the big crossover with AEW and new Japan, the second year of this happening. And this week they announced the top of the card. I guess it's kind of a co-main event the way they announced it, but one half is going to be a, old uh, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay rematching from the Tokyo Dome. I'm kind of whatever on that. Two guys I'm not terribly crazy about watching. But on the flip side of that is the match that a lot of people have talked about for a long time. First time ever. It's finally going to happen. Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Right. Announced an official going to happen at the end of the month, at Forbidden Door. Lord knows, I think I've been hearing people speculate on this match probably since, like, the mid-2010s, since Okada really kind of blew up and became, like, the guy in New Japan, as far as, like, you know, a match that people would love to see. Probably, that People were probably asking for this match back when Brian Danielson still wasn't even wrestling, when he was out with his uh, injury for that chunk of time. So, I don't know. That... It's here, it's finally happening, and I don't know, I'm kind of like, I'm excited, I don't want to say I'm not excited about it, because it's definitely an intriguing match, it's two guys I really like, but at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm kind of like, you know, it kind of feels like, I don't know, has the time passed the peak past for this being like the hottest possible property around. Cause I don't know. I'm not quite as excited as I thought I would be. And there's definitely a time in my life where probably like, God, pre COVID. I would have been like, Oh my God, I would have been right on that train. And now I'm kind of like, I want to see it, but I'm not, I don't have the sizzle for it I don't have the excitement for it. I don't know. What was your thoughts when you, you heard the announcement?
1: Well, long and short of it is I don't watch new Japan. So it's not that I don't care. It's just that there's no frame of reference for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, I have not really seen too much of Okada, largely because I don't watch New Japan. Um, I've seen him a few times, maybe in TNA, I think. And I think I've seen him a few times, maybe in ROH, um, I think. Um, but for me, that name doesn't really mean much to me. And that's just gonna be the disconnect on my end. Um, it is what it is. As far as Brian goes, I know what I'm going to get from him. You know, he's you know hell of a competitor. You know, we know that he's on his way out. And if this is the uh, one of his bucket list matches, then so be it. So personally, it's not something that I immediately care about because I'm not into Forbidden Door. Uh, this isn't uh, interested enough for me to follow. It's whatever. You know, it's going to happen. Good on you if you're excited. The over the bigger overarching question is. Can you be excited anymore? Uh, You know, we and every other asshole with a podcast everywhere (laughs) in the world is um, speculating and putting together the wrestling multiverse, because that's a thing that we do now and try to put together all of these dream matches. And every so often the impossible is becoming very possible now. Uh, You know, now that the forbidden door is a thing and we've all walked through the forbidden door whether it's the literal New Japan AEW uh, you know, collaboration or other forms of collaboration, it's kind of like, eh, there's no surprise anymore because everything is possible. More so the fact that because of the rise of the indies in their streaming deals, their, their television deals, and they be able to leverage um, awareness on the internet, we're seeing those matches anyway. You know, we've seen a lot of these matches where it's like, damn, Tony Connors is going to let this match happen in GCW and not on TV. Or, you know, this match is going to happen in Defy and not on TV. That's insane. How, why Why would he allow that? But that's such a WWE move because they don't allow anybody in the gate. Uh, they are a completely closed country like North Korea, and there's no way in or out. Whereas the more collaborative uh, effort from between AEW and Impact and the major indies... It's nothing's impossible anymore. Uh kind of like how interleague baseball, certain things were impossible unless it was at the World Series. Now I'll see you in October. I'll see you in September. Oh, you'll be back next year. And 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 that's that element, once the cat's out of the bag, it's you know, it's it's out. You can't do that anymore. So is this match the bucket list? Uh, oh my God, I need to be there match. Well, not for me, it isn't. And that's just on me. But in general, if, how about this? What would be a match? Obviously, that is physically possible. That you would go and say, I either need to A, be at the show, or this is a must-watch bucket list match for me. Ooh,
0: and See, that's, I think, just it. In 2023, I'm sitting here and I'm like, because so much now is on the table. And so much is available. And so many, you know, there there is not the forbidden fruit that there used to be short of people in WWE doing stuff outside of WWE. Because I think that would be the interesting part to me is not people coming to WWE. It's WWE allowing someone to do something elsewhere, which is just not, you know, their norm. I think part of it, when I think about the Danielson-Okada match, is the intrigue to me was always danielson Going to New Japan and it happening in New Japan and not so much it happening outside of there. I always figured it'd be him going there. So it'd be him in a completely different environment, him overseas, him in a completely, you know, different presentation. And that's not what this is gonna be. Because regardless of whether it's a co-branded show or not, Forbidden Door is not a New Japan show completely. Oh, it feels like an AEW show when an, you watch
1: it. It is a ring of honor show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, it's it's going to be in Toronto. It's its own, you know, thing, but it feels more AEW to me than New Japan. And I think that's mainly because they're the ones hosting it. So it's going to feel like it's their turf, I think, no matter how you dress it up. It always right. feels like, you know, as my impression of last year is like, this feels more AEW than New Japan. There's a very specific
1: to presentation to New Japan yes. that AEW doesn't do.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that's part of what it is that's throwing that probably is taking a little bit of the bloom off the rose to me is I was when I always thought of that match, it would have been Danielson facing Okada in New Japan. And this isn't quite that. It's close, but it's not exactly the same. But guys, as far as another match. I mean, there's gotta be something. Not there's there is nothing that's like on the tip of my tongue jumping out at me. Where it's like, oh well, for years I've wanted to see this. You know? well,
1: yeah. See, and and I'm struggling to think of that also, and I think that's because of where we are physically. We are not old enough to go. Damn, they're dead. They're dead. They're dead. I won't get this match anymore. And we're not young enough to go. Oh, he's never worked here. That would be cool if they did, because uh, you know, unless you go straight to WWE out of high school, which isn't really the thing anymore to do. The indies, you will find that match somewhere, right? Uh, wherever that thing is, and then of course, there are you know people on the other side of that where it's just like, okay, well, realistically, they can't go anymore. Uh, Goldberg is pushing 60, Malenko physically can't do it. Uh, Lex Luger physically can't do it. Bret Hart physically can't do it. So it's it's this weird, you know, middle age flux that I'm in where it's just like. Do I, I mean, what would, would a bucket list match be? Trey Lamar versus uh Chris Candido, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're crossing well, uh, generations and stuff, exactly. So be, yeah, that well, be, yeah, yeah, yeah it you, would you, you bring that into play, then yeah, then the possibilities yeah. are endless if we can and cross endless. time and space. But
1: realistically, yeah, you yeah, know, that's obviously not going to happen. So, I and, and and seeing Sabu recently, oof, that's another, you know, like. You know, they're just old enough to be out of the game officially and retired. But then people on the younger end are not young enough to have the gravitas to make me go bucket list. Right. And and there are guys that I would love to see. I would fly. If if I could get this match and at this place in time, I would love to be there for it. But then this is the thing. If the dream match were happening in Germany, for example. So not in the US, okay. not in Japan, but Germany, a place that you know that you can get to, but it's gonna cost you a little bit of time and money. I don't know who that person would be that would make me go, book it. I'm in right. Berlin, I need to right. see this.
0: Right, we're gonna to have to make some significant effort to be there. Would,
1: Yeah, the, the younger guys would have to have more meat on it, on the bone for me and the older guys, I don't know who's left because yeah. <laughs> of all of the episodes of Dark Side of the Ring that you guys watch. Um, you're taking more than half of my you know, generation of wrestlers away from us. Um, and the ones that are left are 80 or, or they have 80 year old bodies and a 50 year old brain. And it's like because yeah. wrestling in, in the 80s and 90s. So I don't have – and it's the longest way to say it, that I don't know um, who that would be, and I think that's the disconnect between the generations. I don't know who's that multi-generational star that would make me go – that's not in WWE, of course, because that's right. the really that's the only taboo, and that's because the doors are closed. Uh, it's not because like, oh, no, you know, Rollins versus – or Chad Gable versus a lot of people would be a bucket list match for me.
0: Could be all kinds of awesome possible matches there.
1: Exactly. But realistically – I, I would I would fly to Germany to see Gable versus Gresham, Gable versus Mike Bailey, right? Absolutely, that's a match that I would absolutely pay to see. But we know what it is with WWE. Now, as soon as Gable hits the Indies, bet I'm on the road. But <laughs> but it, but I can't think of too many guys like that that makes me go as soon as they leave uh, WWE. Um, I'm on the move, and 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 that's. Yeah, you know, but then that just is what it is. That that's you know, WWE is going to do their thing. Um, they they keep, and that's the reason why they keep such a tight knit, clothes shipped, because it does make their people a little bit more valuable.
0: Yeah, and if they're going to have the match they want it to be on their turf, and they want to reap the reward of it, you know, you exactly. got to come to them. You know, that's it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, let's have our almost a little over half time break. We're Cruising along here, so this is working out better than I expected tonight. So, we're going to take our break. We come back after that, we will have the indie spotlight and all kinds of other stuff. We'll talk about the collision main event that's been announced. And if we're excited for that one, folks, stay with us. Your big gold belt wrestling podcast will be back right after this.
2: Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out big gold belt media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media, with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com.
0: We are back and we are ready for our indie spotlight that we love to check out every week. So Giant Crab, what's happening on the indies this month?
1: Uh, so that would be uh, Thursday, uh, June 15th, which is a week from today, seven days from today. Uh, it is fight entertainment spectacle out there in Potsdam. <laughs> That's a Pennsylvania. Heck of a name. That's yeah, a hell of a name, uh, because that's what it is. Fight entertainment special spectacle, uh, at, in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Pottsville is just outside of Philadelphia, and that is next Thursday, the fifteenth, at seven thirty p.m. Uh, Phil Pilgrim Ruth Bruin, uh, two thirteen North Center Street in Pottsville, PA. Um, you know, about an hour ish outside of Philly. Tickets are ten bucks, uh, and the big match. It is Mike Speedball, Mike Bailey show. Speaking of Speedball, and it's it's him versus local kid Tony Deppen. And oh, nice. yeah, I mean that's like just a, and that's the thing. We were just talking about bucket list matches, you know what 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 would make you move? And the thing is, is that if I didn't see this come across my feed earlier, this would be a match that that would be heavily invested in. Mm-hmm. But they're giving it away for ten dollars in Pottsville, Pennsylvania next Thursday night. <laughs> so, and, and, and yeah, you know, good on them. You know, go to the show, let us know how it is. Because we'll be doing the podcast uh, live from you know from eight, but you know chime in from the show. Let us know how it is, and if it's good, tell them we sent you. But it's ten bucks. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. Follow Mike Bailey on um, Twitter at uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, and uh, you can go see this show in Pottsville at the Pilger Ruth Brewing Company, two thirteen North Center Street, Pottsville, PA. Deppen versus Bailey, among others, for fight entertainment spectacle. Uh, live next weekend, next Thursday, next weekend, next Thursday in PA. And that's the Indie Spotlight for this week.
0: Get your fight entertainment, folks. I could see that name being uh locked up pretty soon one way or another. fight entertainment, fight stuff Amazing stuff. But that's what's a show. I mean, like we were just talking about with like dream matches or whatever, just between the Indies and just everyone being more open to working together and coming out of COVID with everyone looking to travel and get back into, you know, having matches. It's just, there's not a whole lot of forbidden fruit out there unless you get to the very top tier yeah. and stuff. And some of these matches, like I tell you, just said 10 bucks in Pennsylvania next Thursday night. You can just go see it. No big right. deal.
1: <laughs> and we've seen a lot of that where, and, and, you know, that's kind of the good and bad of it. it you can't just be all and all in on, the company dictating everything that you do. Uh, we saw it with *Terminus*. Uh, Jonathan Gresham's promotion that that happened a year or so ago, where he was putting on for you know his people in Atlanta, bringing them live entertainment. But there were some actual quality matches that on paper, huh? I'm interested now, and and we're getting a lot of those, and that's largely because they're able to do it themselves. Okay, cool, but that's not WrestleMania. That's not all or nothing. That's a double or nothing. That's not uh triple mania. That's not wrestle kingdom. That's not, you know uh, what's the grand princess. It's kind of like certain things need to be on the biggest stage possible. And it's hard to, you know, unsee the fact that I was in Pottsville for this match. Right. Yeah. So setting, was- does,
0: setting does matter. There, there's, you can put anyone together any, you know, in different places, but at some point it's like, okay, the match is happening in a brewery. And it's like, right. it is, is going to kind of undercut what you're presenting, no matter what it would be in the ring.
1: Right. Absolutely. And, and, and that's also a thing too with this like overconsumption of everything nowadays, uh, the territory system isn't dead. It's just as online now. And that's the difference between today and 30 years ago. Uh, If you run a show in Memphis with one card and you run the same show in Nashville with the same card, even though they're two ish hours away, nobody in the in the cities knew about the other cards. Because the Memphis show ran in Memphis on Saturdays. The Nashville show may not have had a TV show in Nashville and you had to go to the show. But the boys were running the NWA circuit in the Mid-South and that just wasn't what it was. And now that you can be in Saudi Arabia on a Saturday and then be in Cleveland on a Monday or wherever it's we are all we everything the world is a lot smaller. Yes. and that and, and there's a lot uh it's a lot harder to hide in wrestling too because of the fact that the internet sees all uh and knows all. And and that's part of it. You know, it was a simpler time way back in the dark ages uh when we would just have we would have to call a 900 number To get the scoop from Gene Oakland or whoever (laughs) to tell us why we should watch Saturday Night's Main Event or something like that. Or to be in Fairfax at the Patriot Center because they're coming one or three times a year that they're going to come and this is the match that you needed to see.
0: They're coming to your town. The only way you're going to see that match is you got to go to the arena because it ain't going to happen on TV till like a year from now when they blow it off on Saturday night's main event because they got to make that arena money first on it. And never even mind if you got down that rabbit hole in the Japanese wrestling where you'd have to wait for a physical tape. So the match should happen. And then you'd be like, okay, I got to wait about three weeks for someone in the States to get this and then duplicate it and send it out and wait for it to come in the mail
2: so
1: no uh, absolutely i mean i definitely remember uh you know recording ecw uh at like two in the morning yeah and then sending it you know to people around the country that would send me things from their local stuff championship wrestling from hollywood and stuff like that and that's what it was and yes it was an archaic boondoggle of of an operation but damned if it wasn't fun when that thing came in the mail no doubt and now it
0: created anticipation Exactly. And that's the thing missing in nowadays where it's just everything's instant gratification, push of a button, it's all at your fingertips. So the anticipation is only in the buildup to something.
1: Now, I know it sounds like we're two old men yelling at the clouds (laughs) because these damn kids are their damn internet. But, but, but honest to God, back in the day, uh, and, and I hate that I'm old enough to say back in the day with many now, is that in order to see a match, it really was a once-in-a-lifetime uh, reality-bending experience to see two matches, to two guys or uh, two tag teams or whatever, or the Luchadors were coming, or the Japanese right. were coming, or whatever, Liger was coming to town? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Japan was so far away at that point, where well, we didn't know that he, if he would ever be back to Baltimore again. Um, or we would have yearly pay per views, Great American Bash in Baltimore every year. Right. If I don't go to one show, I'm going to be in the Baltimore Arena in mid-June. Right. And, and and stuff like that. And now it's just like, nope, it's on the network. Ah no, peacock, ten dollars. WrestleMania you go. ten dollars now. And you know, it, it's it's a trade-off. When I go back to the late 80s, early 90s of closed circuit television, trade tape trading, <laughs> dubbed shitty VHS, um, from you know, recorded at two in the morning or from bad cable television. Right. Or what I want the or what I want what I want AEW to do is put on HBO Max or put it on the network or develop their own app so that I can watch it on my phone on the way to work. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. So it is kind of like damn these kids and their damned internet, but also <laughs> I've gotta just look at Cage Match and see if the match hasn't happened yet before, before it is truly one of a kind. So uh the the burden of progress is what it is, and that's yeah. a thing. Modern so. technology is
0: what it is. <laughs> There ain't no going back.
1: Ain't no going back. (laughs) Damn kids.
0: All right. Let's look forward with our third topic for the night as we've been going on about this for the past couple weeks. Our our kind of AEW collision watch. Because last week we started, we went, we went from the show's coming to the show's official to CM Punk's gonna be on it. To this week, now we know the main event. Tony Khan gave us the main event, and the surprise here is first show. I guess next Saturday now it's going to be. This uh, yeah. happens. Yes, we're just about a week away from this happening. CM Punk's going to wrestle on the first show. They are not going to make us wait. I think a lot of people were waiting on a promo and thinking that would be the deal to kind of set the table. But nope, he going to wrestle on the first show. So the very first main event of AEW Collision is officially going to be CM Punk teaming with FTR against... Samoa Joe and uh the newly formed bullet club gold which is what Jay White and uh Juice Robinson so a six-man tag main event so the question here is now that we know this does this do anything for us is this as is this add any sizzle to an already you know unknown commodity with a Saturday night show um for me it's kind of like I'm, anything, I'm shocked he's wrestling in the very first show. I didn't think it would happen this soon. Uh, at the same time, though, I'm kind of like, a six-man tag? It's like, okay, that's something, but it also just kind of feels like a regular old match I would... I mean, it feels like a regular match I would see on TV, and I don't know necessarily that's what this first show needs, but I'm sure they're banking on the idea, well, it's CM Punk after, you know, all the drama, and he's been gone since September, so... It doesn't matter that the match itself is just kind of, eh. It is it is what it is. I don't know. Your, your, your take on uh, what they've thrown at us here with this six-man tag.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting that they are doing a six-man tag uh, because they're hyping up CM Punk individually. And then for him to put with five of the guys, it's kind of like, hmm. Uh, we've already seen the 20-minute long promo in a one-hour show before when they uh, debuted him originally. And and that's fine. I don't think that they need to do that again. And I'm glad that they're not. But it is interesting that they've kind of just thrown this match together. Um, the, and and I, I think they can get away with it now. Uh, personally, I don't need a lot of build in my matches. I you know If it's a good enough match on paper to sell me on it, then ring the damn bell. For other things that I may need to be sold on a little bit more because I'm not as familiar or because it's people that I'm not interested in. Then maybe I might want to see a little bit of build towards a match. Um, Samoa Joe, again, again, being him being in, in Ring of Honor, is kind of like out of left field because why would he be there? Um, and then Punk and FTR, which is like a known thing, but it's not really a known thing because they're not officially in a, in a, a stable together. They just happen to be friends. Buddies, so, whatever yeah. they are. <laughs> so it's the um, the power of friendship versus uh, Team Heal. Yeah. Uh, I guess.
0: Well, never so. mind. What, what is Samoa Joe doing with random Bullet Club dudes?
1: It's just like, right. right.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> that, that team is very odd. That, that's that other side of the coin where it's like, at least FTR and CM Punk have a known, you know, affiliation online and all this. And we know, we know they're boys. We know they're a crew as far as this whole thing goes, but Samoa Joe and Jay White and Juice Robinson. That's just, not yeah. Okay. All right. That, I mean, that's, that's three guys. That's about all I think of it. It's three guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Collision a lot more next week because it is the debut show. And as I look at the poster for Collision, I see Thunder Rosa. I see Miro. I see uh, the House of Black. I see Hobbs. I see Samoa Joe, Punk in the middle, um, Andrade, and Scorpio Sky. So we definitely have a lot to cover on Religion as a show, and we'll definitely do that in depth next week as to what our hopes and expectations are and, you know, what, what they can do to get off the uh, get the show off the ground. But I don't think they need to repeat the, the second Rampage ever. Uh, you know, that's been done. We know what we're getting with Punk. Uh, I think the people just want to see him healthy and in the ring and, and, and okay. They, I think they just want to know that he's back. And not stupid stage diving like dude, you're fifty, you're gonna break everything and you're in your below the waist um just go back there and 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 just work. and I think in a, the safe answer is to put him in a tag match so that he doesn't have to carry the load for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. not that he can't, but we don't know if he can. and this is kind of just a safe let's just you know let's just get your feet wet, you know. Now the question is, obviously, going into the match, we know who the heels and faces are. Since Punk does have a bit of animus on his uh, on his shoulders right now, and and he has his supporters and detractors, him returning as a face is that the right move for him? I'm not sure that it is, but if they're teaming with FTR. It's clear the punk is, the, is is going to be on team face in this in this situation versus well, the bullet it's Chicago. Club. So and,
0: regardless, he's going to be a face that night. Where are right. he how it stands week two? That's I think totally up in the air. But for that right. first episode, he's a face just because of where he is.
1: Right. Now and also, more importantly, I really hope that this is uh, you know, team friendship uh gets interrupted by House of Black or something mm-hmm. like that. So we they, we set them off. In an immediate storyline going forward, it's Punk working with the roster, not, you know, uh, uh, against it or beside it or anything like that. Um, nothing, you know, just get him and on the ground running, gingerly, but still running. And I, I think that's what it is. It, it's like, you know, somebody's first uh, back injury after injury. You know, we don't have to play the full game. Just give me 10 minutes. Right. Just give me, you know, give me three innings. Let's see how you do. We'll sub you out. Cool. So I, I think overall it's a good, safe match for Punk. Um, maybe. Hopefully nothing goes wrong. Uh, and it will be live on on Saturday in in Chicago. So that's going to be a whole thing. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the show is. Uh, and, and especially, I don't know if you've seen any of the um, teasers or something. They're going with this space shuttle laser graphic gimmick thing <laughs> right right space station thing so I don't know what that is that's about so we're definitely going to talk about the show itself more but it's easy for you know for old man punks to just get out there put in put in three good minutes of, of a 15minute long match you know soak it in for the crowd get that pop that they that con needs and and be out hopefully he brings ice cream with him this time too
0: yeah, will the ice cream bars return in the United Center like they did last time. We will uh, find out if he's going to throw down the money for that because that came out of his pocket last time. So yeah. <laughs> you never know for the return for the second coming, as they're calling it, maybe there will be ice cream again. I'd love to find out in a week. I think, yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. If they're going to do a match, the six-man tag works in the idea that he does not have to do a whole heck of a lot, and Lord knows that's kind of going to be the elephant in the room that he hasn't had the smoothest return since he's come back. It's been a very bumpy road of him being like there for a little bit, then he gets hurt and he's he's gone and then he comes back, then he gets hurt again. And regardless of whether it was, you know, from stage diving or, you know, injuries in the ring, it's he hasn't exactly been on a smooth run since his return. And that's going to kind of be looming over him in addition to all the other drama. So easing into this, not a bad idea. I think most people just expected, okay, there'll be some kind of promo that'll set up. Hopefully a match the second week. A lot of people seem very intent on the idea of running back him and Samoa Joe from their ROH days. And I like that. They're doing it this way. Cause I, I don't know how that works as a singles match in 2023. I, I'm just not sure. I, I have a feeling that it would be, it would feel like it was like at half speed that it just wouldn't have the same snap same spark Hell, maybe i would be wrong on that but that's just kind of my initial feelings when i heard that i was like i don't want to see those guys go at it and feel like you know they've lost a step and compared to back in the day when you know they were young and full of piss and vinegar and it's like i want i want to keep that memory alive of their roh matches and i don't necessarily need to see it run back oh god 20 years later yeah it's
1: 20 years ago yeah exactly that's just it 2021 20, years ago. Um that they're they're not that guy anymore. No. Um and I and I don't know if why people are expecting them to. So it, it's I, I don't need that. Um and, and that's also what I think I think punk was working outside of his parameters. Um he was he was basically just trying to do too much. Um and he got injured, you know, uh arguably injured for it. But I don't necessarily need him to be the MVP. I think Punk is a good you know, role player um, who can definitely serve a purpose. He needs to just go in there and do his thing and go home. You know, that, that's it. No more, no less. Um, I'm very, okay, very okay with you know, less with uh, more being. We've talked about the proc schedule, the Roman schedule, the Rock schedule. Punk needs to be on that schedule too. Yeah, and that's fair. That's totally one, fair. one of the things that we haven't seen from Tony Scott or from Tony Khan is restraint and you know less is certainly more at times and I can't miss you if you don't go away so yeah give Punk his due bring him back the big first show he was second show of Rampage in Chicago you know make him the martyr do the thing and then maybe we don't see him for two weeks you know and 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 that's a lot of what we don't know about the show we don't know where it's going to fit into the ecosystem. Uh, we don't know if it's, I don't, is it going to be an hour? Is it going to be two hours? Two hours, um, supposedly eight to okay. 10. So okay. they got time to fill. So they do have time to fill. So hopefully, you know, they are able to better um, mortgage the, the time that they don't have for Rampage. Because if anything, Rampage seems consistently stuffed, mm-hmm. consistently overbooked with matches that are very, very short. You know, four matches in an hour is a big ask with including interests and promos too. So hopefully rampage, uh not rampage, but hopefully collision as a show flows better. So uh that'd be good to see. That'll be good to see. But as far as punk goes, um, you know, less is more, use them sparingly. Let's just get it, let's just go back and see what he can do, assess, and then move on from there. Now, of course, because it's AEW, 450 and then a shooting star press, and then he ends it with the Pepsi spl- plash, splash. Plash. Pepsi hits every
0: punch. move. Hits every move there is under All the of sun. Us. Big bang. Then the show. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We're we're so we're a week away. I think the biggest thing I'm curious about next week is how much more they tip their hand onto what exactly this show is going to be beyond just him and and this one match they've announced. So hopefully by next Thursday, we have a good idea of what exactly the debut of Collision is going to look like. Um. Enough about that. we got a few minutes left here. There was a couple news bits we were talking about before the show that we yep. could use to finish up with here. So let's hit those before we take it home because we got a, about three minutes here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll make it quick. Um, let's just get to a couple news and notes. Uh, number one, uh, congratulations. Congratulations to K. Uh, Kay. Uh, she announced uh, her pregnancy uh, on social media earlier today. So, you know, good on her, good on the fam. Um, and that let's do it. It seems to be baby-making season. You know, Carmella's pregnant. Uh, Billy Kay is pregnant. You know, uh, it's you know, gay. It's happening. Alexa Bliss too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's the only one I can think of. Uh, Alexa Bliss. Um, They're popping triple... out. They're gonna be yeah. coming. Uh, well, hey, hey, hey! I see what you did. Not there. quite. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: December or so. End of the year. <laughs> Babies will be here.
1: Right. Uh, QT Marshall is making the damnedest appearance uh, I've ever seen. He's gonna be a triple mania. In Mexico, in July, oh. TripleMania 31, he's uh, going to be teaming with, uh, yeah. yeah, apparently he um, attacked Pentagon Jr., um, and he's going to be in the program. I, I mean, I I don't know what to say, because I, QT is one of my favorites. Uh, I wasn't interested in TripleMania before. I may order the damn thing uh hell i may go down to mexico for it. to be honest with you. we were talking about things that will make you move. we would take you we were talking about things that make you move this may be a thing that makes me move down there but we'll, we'll have to see but more of that uh as the show gets closer because that's happening july 15th um obviously the iron Sheik passed away um 81 years old passed away earlier this week so you know rest somewhere uh I can't say that I'm a fan of the Iron Sheik, but uh, but yeah, you know, the wrestling world definitely gave a lot of condolences earlier. Um, so that's sad to hear that he uh, passed away at 81 years old at his home in Georgia. Also, uh, one last thing, uh, very quickly, uh, the NBA finals were on last night. So was Dynamite. Dynamite's ratings were on the up, and it is interesting that they are actually trending in a positive direction against major major sports because of the fact that it is the nba finals so if they're on again against another major sporting event what's going to be the excuse if it doesn't do as well can't blame it on it we've seen them go up against the nba finals before and did very well so i, I you know that's not an excuse are going to be able to use too much longer uh the very very last thing and give you an idea of what type of uh week it's been darby allen who has a bunch of tattoos? Got another one, and it's it's kind of like this weird tree, uh, thing that's like going up the side of his scalp, oh, into into branches on like the side of his head, and the tree looks like a hand that kind of covers his ear. It's it's a a really odd uh looking tattoo, but then again, it is odd because it's Darby Allen's uh you know tattoo, so it, it's the, it's the damnedest thing, but. But, you know, good, good on him. He's not here for a long time. He's definitely here for a good one. So it, it's been that type of week. I, I really hope the very last thing before we get out of here. Uh, we're I'm going to Dynamite next week. Uh, this That's right. Wednesday. They're here in D.C. Yeah, they're we're here.
0: To, it feels like it's flown under the radar, too.
1: Right. Um, and that's kind of the thing. It's been kind of like a long, lazy, smoky, uh, you know, completely caustic, you uh, Summer so far, where it's just like, well, double or nothing happened, and eh, nothing's really going on. Oh, collisions happening, sure. Oh, Dynamite's going to be in town Wednesday, sure. The oh, pay per views in three weeks, sure. I don't know, man. It just feels like nothing really has. Are, are we just in the summertime, uh, you know, lull right now? Where it's just yeah, like it's just is this, is
0: just, this beach high season? part of it? Summer's here, and people are like they're they're distracted. They got other yeah. stuff to do. I think that's part of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely feels that way. It definitely feels like, I know things are going on, but I'll, I'll be there when it, when it happens, but I'm not really excited for the entirety of the ride.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's kind of where I am with it. But I will be at uh, Dynamite this coming Wednesday. I really hope they take Ring of Honor because I have not climbed the paywall of Honor. Um, <laughs> and I'm hoping they do a show there. They did not do one in Baltimore. So that was annoying, But but yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. We have a lot to talk about next week. Of course, Uh collision uh, for a show. Uh, uh, hopefully, if something eventful happens at Dynamite next week, I'll definitely bring you that. And and then, of course, anything big that's happening uh, in the wrestling world, we'll be able to cover next week. But, uh yeah, it's been an hour.
0: There you go. We somehow made it. Going in, we weren't quite sure how much uh, we'd get into, but we nailed all of it. We filled the hour. So, your Big old Belt Wrestling Podcast does it again on another Thursday night. So, folks, as always, 8 p.m. Thursdays. That's when we're here live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all your social media platforms. And then, of course, the next day, Friday morning, we drop in podcast form on all your favorite podcast platforms. So whether you want the video version or the audio version, your Big old Belt Wrestling Podcast has you covered Always can check out what's going on in the news and wrestling and uh, entertainment and stuff. So some of the guys are covering some movies tonight at BigGoldBelt.com on the web. And, of course, big gold belt on all social media between Twitter and Instagram. All those platforms. We're on all of them with all the different stuff. So your one-stop shop for entertainment, media, wrestling, comics, all that good stuff. BigGoldBelt.com. So, folks, next Thursday we'll be back to talk Collision, to talk Dynamite all the stuff in wrestling who knows what we'll have going on next week but we'll be here to talk about it next thursday 8 p.m thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week